Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast and a special Siam Cup preview. One of the island's biggest sporting spectacles is back in town after the best part of two and a half years and three failed attempts to get it on. Guernsey and Jersey will once again do battle on a rugby field on Saturday. Uh, Raiders and Reds coming together at Foots Lane for a very different Siam Cup. It's November, not May. After all, it'll be played under the floodlights, uh, but crucially, it is on. Coming up, we'll hear from both coaches and look ahead to the women's Siam too, where Guernsey will look to make it nine wins in a row. I'm Tony Kerr and alongside me is Rob Batiste. Hi, Tony. Uh, great to see you, Rob. Uh, what a joy it is to have one of the crown jewels of CI Sport back on after that pandemic-enforced hiatus. But if you thought that break would have seen an end to the selection wrangling that we've become used to uh, in recent times, you'd have been wrong. Once again, the immediate build-up uh, to a Siam Cup is being dominated by it. Um, Rob, we've had both squads in now. And certainly for Guernsey, uh, it makes pretty interesting reading. Um, the back page of the Guernsey Press today, your headline, Jersey openly ignore Siam rules. Um, in the JEP, the Jersey Evening Post, uh, uh, the Siam headline reads, Jersey balance out team with four pros. So uh, it kind of shows you um, the difference in perspective in the two islands. Um, but it is a bit of a row, isn't it? It is a bit of a row, but we've come, we've come used to this in recent years. <laughs> been going on for so long and um to be honest i don't know what the answer is um it's a moving feast in terms of the playing ability on both sides or particularly on the guernsey side so you know if you do introduce some firm rules which they they had how how right are they for any particular year that's the that's the question going forward um i'm not surprised jersey had done this um it seems that they've very got they've got genuine um Injury problems for their their front row. Um, you've got to believe that, and I do. I believe that. So they're you know, it's understandably, they want to reinforce that um, that important area. We can't have a, a Siam Cup with with uncontested scrums after all. Um, but um, it just seems strange when you see um, Jersey coach Miles Landick coming out with a quote, a classic quote, with "We've not gone with eligibility rule eligibility rules this year." But we've not gone and loaded the side with professionals who could have played for the first team. <laughs> I just like it, you know. I'll bear this in mind if I, perhaps I'll go speeding along Vars or later today. And when I get stopped, the policeman comes along. I say, oh, sorry, sorry, officer. I've decided not to go along with the island policing rules today. Um, yeah, Jersey has stuck two fingers up at, the, at those rules. And um, am I surprised? Not really, I suppose. And there's not much Guernsey can do about it. I mean, the fixture has to go ahead. It's crucial financially for the clubs um, and for, for the host club in particular. So I think they're just going to have to wear it um, and we'll see. I mean, it, it is an interesting team, that the Jersey lineup. I mean, they've got four pros in there, as we say. Um, Harry Doolin is one of them, who's a, a, a local homegrown player who's come through the ranks. So you would say fair enough. The other three, Jersey have said... Um, sort of very much fringe players in the Reds first team squad haven't played for them in the championship yet and have been playing for Athletic um, but I guess whether or not it contravenes the agreements made between the clubs then it's it's immaterial yeah um, as I said before um, there had been this agreement put in place but Jersey will contest that this is a exceptional um, situation they're in with a lack of front row Um and they'll, as I say, it's a, there's, it's a, 
this uh, this competition is different from the Marathi. It's different from most things. It's a contest between two clubs. It's not between two associations. And the associations can't intervene or anything. You know, this is between them to rank to wrangle over and. And they will wrangle over, and they'll probably wrangle over for many years to come. As I said before, and we'll talk about it later, the only thing everybody's got to bear in mind on this is that for the good of the, good, for good of the event, longer term, it has to be a competition where both sides can win, and that's on both the men's side and the ladies' side. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, well, let's hear from Miles Landick, the Jersey coach now. Um, he's also the, the head groundsman up at St. Peter, so he's had a very busy time of late. But once again, he leads his Ireland Siam Cup effort. And I spoke to him just before he officially named his squad for Saturday. Well, hey, Miles, thanks for sparing a few minutes. Well, of course, you've had England uh, basing themselves for a week at, at Jersey Reds last week. And then uh, a game to get ready for uh, at St. Peter for, for the Reds this weekend and the Siam Cup. How are you managing it all? Uh, to be honest, we're getting there. I think, uh, I think maybe pulling my hair out, you know, sort of uh, when England were were about to head off and knowing what we're, sort of the week we've got ahead of us. But no, look, uh, having England over was a great experience. They've obviously gone now. The focus has been on getting uh, my day-to-day job was getting the pitch right and the facilities right for for the Reds home game this weekend. Uh, and then sort of the evening work has been focused on uh, the Siam Cup and. Uh, and trying to prepare the squad as best we can and what we've got um, going into the weekend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, the, the Lions in England are one thing, but the Siam's the main event, isn't it, of course? Have you got, <laughs> have you got that pre-Siam buzz yet? Yeah, I think, I think look, it, it's, uh, it's a bit different to what it normally is, I think, because uh, I think Jordan will say the same. I think we've, we've both had uh, league games prior to, to this one, so uh, we, we picked up a good win last weekend, which we were really happy with, uh, obviously, coming to this weekend. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's been a different different build-up. I think, uh, you know, in, pre- in previous time cups, we've got a bit of time for injuries to heal before we actually play the, the main game. But this week, whatever injuries we picked up last week, uh, they obviously wouldn't make it back or, or struggle to make it back in time for the weekend. But no, look, yeah, I mean, uh, the, from chatting to the players, the players are extremely excited about the opportunity to, to run out and represent Jersey in a Siam Cup. Yeah, we've had some of the usual pre-Siam chat um, about squads and squad strength and everything. And I'm sure that will be going on for another 100 years of the, of the competition. But um, just take us inside the, the Reds camp then for this one. Just, just how, how strong are your squad this year and, and, and what kind of shape is everyone in? I think, look, um, obviously the team will release shortly, but I think we, will, we definitely will have a couple of professionals in there. Um, obviously made athletically the athletic amateur squad that play uh, week in week out in the Raging Bull Shield so uh, look I mean um, we've like I said previously we've been working um, just as our, our league targets we've got goals and aspirations of where we want to fish in the league so obviously that was the main priority before coming into today and then obviously from uh, sorry uh, coming to the start of the week and then from the start of the week it, it, it's been the sign build up so look uh, we have picked up a couple of injuries that's just life uh, we can't change that we you know control the uh, controllables and and, um, and and prepare the squad best we can so uh, yeah I mean look we've got our, our main our main bulk of boys um, boys fit and ready to play so like I said you know they've, they've loved the build up this week and they're, they're looking forward to the challenge on Saturday yeah you mentioned the professionals um, yeah obviously ha- having not had uh, yeah much to, to shout about Sam Cup wise for the last two and a half years um, 
things are, things are looking pretty different. There's a, a whole host of new caps in Guernsey's squad. Um, and for you guys as well, I guess the selection, um, there's been a few selection challenges. Uh, is that something you're still trying to iron out, you know, just a few days before the sign with Guernsey? Or is that all kind of agreed and done and dusted? Well, to be honest, look, I mean, there's always going to be politics between the two. Um, I, we, you know, I think the coaches-wise, we try and not get ourselves drawn into too much of that kind of stuff, but just making sure that whatever two sides go out on the field uh, at the weekend, that it's the correct balance. You know, I feel going into the weekend with, you know, with the professionals that are having the side, it's, it's, the, it's the correct balance um, for the game. Um, and, and what make it competitive? And the last couple of years has not, undoubtedly it's, it's been it's been uh, very competitive. Uh, we could argue that Guernsey uh, have missed several opportunities to win the game within those last couple of games, and obviously had won the game in Guernsey. So certainly that over the last uh, few Siam Cups, it's been a real good competitive edge, and I don't doubt that won't be any uh, similar this year. Um, you know, Guernsey have been doing really well in their in their league campaign, and obviously. You know, haven't been relegated from National 2 and then gone back up. I think they know what it takes to stay in that league. And I believe they recruited to, to that ability. So, uh, look, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, politics aside, I think it'll be a really challenging game for us. And uh, and like I said, whether we come out on the right side or the wrong side of the uh, of the game at the weekend, uh, uniquely, we've still got two opportunities to, to, to regain the trophy uh, throughout the rest of the season. Well, that was Miles Landick, Jersey Reds coach this weekend. Um, well, let's hear from Guernsey's director of rugby now, Jordan Reynolds. He came in to speak to Rob and I, having named his squad on Wednesday, uh, with some knowledge then, I think, of what was brewing behind the scenes. You, we've waited a long time for the Sam Cup to be back on, Jordy, uh, and it's come at an interesting time for you personally as well. You've got a hell of a week. Yeah, pretty busy week for myself. Um, you know, I'd, first, first and foremost, I guess, just to try and get this Sam Cup, I... I could emphasise to you how difficult it's been, um, and I don't think it would do it justice. <laughs> it's been really tough to, to get this um, to work, and there's so many cogs that have to be working together to get this. And you know, the one thing I will say, um, you know, Jersey's been, you know, pretty pretty fantastic to try and help us get this in in November. I think it would have been um, fairly easy to turn around and say no um, for November, but I think. Where we are as two clubs from um, supporting supporting event from you know um, fans and that wanting to reconnect you know you got we've got to remember we haven't had a lot of inter um, in well we haven't had any <laughs> in this time but also from a financial point you know there's there's so many things that line up that are really important for us but the one thing that stands out for me is just getting that competitive sport back against our our lovely neighbours and I think if if we can do that you know we can rejuvenate the sport back on the island because I know you know we play off island I get that and there's a few teams that do but most teams their biggest event is those inter-incidents and and for us the Siam Cup is our biggest event as well uh, and you've got something else to throw into the mix as well that uh, you wouldn't yeah you haven't experienced before um, your partner's expecting any day now can we see you sort of answering the phone uh, you know, on the touchline sort of midway through the second half and dashing off yeah well I think uh I think early doors, I think it was, you know, when we were looking at this, we tried to make it outside rugby season, but she, <laughs> she wasn't having a bar of that. Um, the fact that it fell on Siam Cup week is just by coincidence. But look, it's an exciting time for myself uh, and, and obviously my partner as well. But, um, you know, it's really difficult. You've got the, the emotion that's riding around in Siam and then the emotion of, of being a father for the first time and, 
and and bringing a healthy hopefully a healthy daughter into the world and you know so that changes the dynamic for myself but um it's exciting um yep but we could get a phone call you know she's due this weekend we could get a a phone call while I'm on the sideline or or doing a speech or, or before and um it's just another hurdle that we've got to face um yeah, obviously, Jersey going as holders this weekend uh, feels a long time ago, that match um, at St. Peter, 29-19, uh, which obviously had come off the back of that, that triumphant day at Futsale in 2018, which was, which was so special. Um, yeah, that, that was a cracking encounter. Are you expecting another kind of blood and thunder close match um, like we've had over the last couple of years? Or given the, the level that, that you guys are playing at now and doing so well in National 2, has the balance tipped? Well, I think you've always got to look back at... So history's always the biggest learner of what we need to understand now. And when we were back in 2007, we were two levels below Jersey and we managed to win that one. 2008, we were three levels below them and we still managed to win that one. I think the level of what we play at isn't isn't a true factor to, to, to what goes into the Siam Cup because it's a one-off. It's, you know, I heard Dave McGaw say on on the podcast that it's it's the international, isn't it? It's Guernsey v Jersey. So the dynamic changes completely. Um, you can get emotional about a league game. You can get your motivation right, but I think it's elevated when you play the Siam Cup. So I would definitely say that, um, you know, form almost goes out the window we're we're don't get me wrong we're trying to hold on to our form I think we've been playing really well lately and we want to take that into into Saturday but emotion will be the heavy driver of the performance and and from them and from us so I think that would be a big factor so I, I tend to think it's probably going to be a lot closer um and they always are the only times that they haven't been close is when we were um clearly outclassed by um a far stronger jersey side but from there they've been pretty tight tight contests and I think that'll be the same this weekend. How do you see the um, the actual contest um, developing? I mean, you've been involved 15 years now. I mean, how, what have you seen in terms of the fixture itself, how it's moved on? Is it so much, is it much bigger, better, faster? So in the context, and I'll try and answer this in maybe a couple of ways, but in the context of where the sign was originally, so when I first was here, um, and I, I can only speak of from 2007. Um, it was massive. It was huge. I think there was, you know, 9,000 9, people to it because they also had the academy playing on the same day. So it was, it was quite big. I thought the games were really close then. I thought after 2008, that's where that step had changed. Um, and I think we were averaging something like 44 points against us during that time. And I think for was it five or six years, we only managed to score one try or something like that. So you could see the golf, but I think... the. Th- the area you have to focus on the most is the the numbers that started declining from the supporters and on, on both sides. You know, we went from 9,000 down to only like 2,000 turning up to a game to watch the same cup. And I think that was a clear indicator that there was... Um, there wasn't the thirst there for the, that competition when it was one-sided. One I think in the last... Um, you'll have to correct me. I can't remember how long we made the changes, but... If it was four Siam Cups ago, I think those changes have, have, have rejuvenated the um, the lust for, for for what the Siam Cup is about, and I think it was really important because, as much as people want to hold trophies, I think the main aspect of any sporting event is is about the people and, and, and the community and how they reflect upon it. And if we're getting them down to the games to to, to support their local clubs, that's what should be the driving force, not not lining the the trophy cabinets. And I think where Jersey and, and Guernsey probably lost that for about 10 years. I think we came to that agreement that that, that was the, the most important thing. 
the professionalism of your team these days, I say that professionalism in terms of performance, not in terms of any remuneration or anything like that, is taking you up to a new level. But how, how far do you want to take your, your team forward? And I mean, is, is it something you're, you're always conscious of? Yeah, so um, let's, 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 let's be brutally honest. The, the, the probably reason that we continually um, improved over the years was probably down to where Josie reached. So we felt during that that, te- that decade of, of losses of Siam Cups that we had to continually improve. And, and let's be honest, that's what we were always told, especially from our, our nice neighbours, that you have to improve and get to our standards. So we were never going to get to that championship standard, but what we decided was we need to be more professional in how we run the club, more professional how we run the team. So there was a lot that went into that. Um, you know, if you ask the committee right now... Um, whether or not they would want us to see us move up the league again, I'd, I'd say it's a resounding no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll have to say AD was in two mixed emotions, like a split personality on the weekend. One, he was upset that we lost, but the other side of it was that he was happy that we lost, um, which, is, which, which is rightfully so. But what we want to do as a squad and as the coaching staff is we want to continually improve. So we make sure that we, we set targets every week to continually improve the squad and, and we want to continually be professional. Now, we will never go professional as in um, a financial point you know, where we'll ever get to the heights of Jersey. That's not within our model and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not bagging what Jersey do. I think they've done a fantastic job. I speak to Harvey Bilgen all the time. Um, they, they just had a different vision. Our vision is still to, to, to make sure we're still a community club um, and offering opportunity for, for players to be playing at all sorts of levels. So we have the Vikings level up until um, our National 2 level. But our aim would ultimately would be to, to stay in National 2. We think that's a, a very good level for our aspiring players to play for without leaving the island to play for other teams. Yeah, Going back to the shirt presentation in the evening, um, you know, you've got 13 newcomers... 13 lads who've never experienced a sign before. Uh, can you see that a lot of them are going, well, what's all this about? This is, this is something a bit yeah. different. So, I th- so when we, were, we, had our, we have our normal review and our preview, and obviously we didn't have much to preview for Jersey, so we, we, we talked about the Siam Cup. And one of the things that we always do is get Tom Sealing to get up and do a speech. And if, if you know Tom Sealing, he's probably the most emotional man. Like, <laughs> when I told him that I was going to be a father, he cried his eyes out. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm not too sure how he's going to be if, if, if um, you know, Catherine can see, um, has, has the labour on the same day as, as the Siam Cup. He's going to be an absolute wreck. But... What we did was we, we spoke about it, but then what we did was we also got people to raise their hand up in up in the room and on a different couple couple of questions. And and one of them was, "Have you been on the island and haven't heard about the Siam Cup?" And no one put their hand up because everyone had heard about it. So we got people to start talking about it and said, "Well, I work at you know so and so, and this is all they've talked about, you know, the Siam Cup and, and and what it means." And you know, we obviously had some some injured players there that have have, have I've continued to, to to be in contact with after because obviously they've missed out through injury and. Um, after what we spoke about the Siam Cup, how much it means, you know, with, with Tom Sealham getting up and how much of you know, him growing up to what the Siam Cup is and how big it is. You know, these guys were very emotional um, about the opportunity of not to play. And uh, you can see that within them. I don't think it takes a lot to get people hooked on what the Siam 
is. It's it's almost like that addiction within sport. You know, this event's coming, you see it coming. I think the difference in the last probably um, 15 years is there used to be a focus solely on the Siam Cup and not the leagues, and, and we've changed that to be on the leagues first, then the Siam Cup. So we haven't thought about it all the way through, but this week you can see that 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 it's getting heightened really quickly and our job at the moment is to try and throw some water on it before Saturday and, and try and calm it down but you know you can see from the boys that you know you could even see last night you know how how much it meant to them to be selected you, and you've got a lot of guys in there like you know Brad Wedd, Dom Rice and, and these guys who missed out you know in um, 2020 who've been waiting uh, Brad Webb missed out in 2019 all they playing for us missed out so they've been waiting so that anticipation sitting there as well and I think that feeds around around the squad and um, you know it's not hard to be in a room with the Raiders players and, and not feel one person's emotion and I think that's probably down to a lot of the success we've had over you know the last two years You mentioned Brad Webb there um, Rob had a quick chat with him last night uh, clearly someone who's very excited and, and very proud to be part of this Sam Cup team at number five, starting for the Raiders on Saturday, uh, goes to Brad Webb. You speak to my parents, I was just stressing like the whole of like, you know, the start of this week. Like, it's pretty surreal. Like, it's been something that like, if COVID didn't happen, I probably would have made it like the, was it 18 months ago, two years now? So I probably would have made it then, I'm hoping, what I hoped for, but. You know, it's pretty surreal to be a local boy, like actually making the first team sign. It's like a bit of a dream country, really. I was one of uh, me and Dan, we actually won the Colts sign. And that was like the first time in like, I think it was like nearly like 20 years that we'd managed to win that. And then I've won a Fallets as well. So to come into this, like, you know, like the, the absolute dream would be to win that. Cause then I've almost got, I've, you know, I've achieved all three so early on. It'd be amazing, really. Jordy, you mentioned the, you know, sort of retaining that kind of community club aspect and, and, and being at a level where young players from the island can aspire to play really good rugby and stay on island to do it. And when you hear someone like Brad uh, talking there about what it means to be part of it, um, that must really kind of underscore what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you can totally see why someone um, of the younger age, you know, Brad, um, Dan Rice and, and these guys... You can totally see why these occasions become probably the the, the pinnacle of what they'll play at, um, and you've you've only got to talk. You know, I'm sure it talks around in the family environments and stuff like that. And I think it's a special occasion for these guys. And um, you know, you, you kind of see the work that they put in over the last you know couple of seasons, and and how much they aspire to be in the first team. And next thing you're in the first team, next thing you're playing in a Siam Cup, and it, and it happens that quick. And it's, it's really hard to... I always say to these guys, it's, it's really hard to just sit back and reflect. Like, I, I try to think of 2000 Siam Cup and it's a blur, you know, at the bit... Well, it was a, definitely a blur on the Sunday. But, <laughs> but I always take them just to enjoy these moments. You know, don't, don't heighten to something that's not compatible for you. Just, just enjoy the moments as, as they come. And, you know, what we, what we do hope is that the likes of these guys end up playing 10, 10, 12, you know, 13 Siam Cups. I don't think they're going to be in the cases of 80 playing 20 Siam Cups. I think the game's changed a bit since then. But, you know, play 10 Siam Cups and enjoy every one of them. Because I know when I played, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. First ever Floodlick Siam. Do you, how do you think that's going to sort of affect the game? Well, you know, uh, 
let's be honest, a lot of things have changed for this Siam Cup, so we might as well change where <laughs> that time that we play it on. But for for me, I think it's I think it's better. Um, I don't. I'm not saying we should change the format. Like I I think the format that we have is great, but I think it adds to the occasion. You know, I've spoken to a lot of people that, you know a Saturday evening is actually better for them, you know, especially with families and stuff like that. So I think it will add to the atmosphere. I think there's a huge amount um, around this Siam Cup at the moment. You know, I can't walk through the street at the moment without being stopped five times to, to discuss it and people trying to pump you for information about what the squad's <laughs> going to be. And I've had 80 ring me three times already this week to try and find out. But, you know, I think the concern was after two and a half years, would there be that feeling back in there? And if anything, it's a, it's it's heightened to a new level. So I think playing under the the floodlights would be amazing. I think it'll just offer something different. And if we're if we're going to remember the centenary Siam, what a way to do it! You know, if you you always draw memories back to certain things, and and maybe playing under the lights would be the thing that draws your memory back to what a fantastic occasion that we got to participate in. I think it was Lieutenant Colonel Forty all those years ago. <laughs> Probably would never imagine the Siam Cup being so popular and drawing so many people to one ground and also being played under floodlights. So maybe, yeah, I'm sure we'd, he'd be absolutely amazed at that achievement. Good luck to you on Saturday, Geordie, and the team. Thanks, mate. Bring, yes, home, bring, nice. home, bring home, as you called it last night, the gold chalice. The golden chalice of sport. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Reynolds there speaking to Rob and I. Let's just run through Guernsey's Siam squad then. Eight new caps among the starting 15 uh, with a few more on the bench too. Here's how they line up for the centenary Siam. Uh, it's Darren Bellingham, Tom Seelam, uh, Jacob Pinkney, Lewis Hillier, the captain, Brad Webb, Hugo Culverhouse, Dom Rice, Doug Horrocks, Charlie Simmons, Owen Thomas, Callum Roberts, Ethan Smith, Matt Armstrong, Anthony Armstrong and Charlie Davis. Uh, the replacements, Charlie Curry, Dan Morgan, James Berger, Dale Rutledge, Dan Rice, Joe Anderson, and space for one more on the bench too, to be announced. Well, let's put the men's Siam Cup to bed for now. Next up, we'll look ahead to the women's Siam. Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast and this Siam Cup preview. Uh, we'll be at Foots Lane in force on Saturday to cover the big day. So keep an eye on our social accounts at GSY Press Sport on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for plenty of coverage throughout the day. And of course, we'll have definitive coverage in the pages of the Guernsey Press too. So do pick up a paper on Saturday and Monday and every day uh, while you're at it. Now let's take a look at the women's Siam. Uh, Guernsey going for a ninth straight victory on Saturday, having dominated the fixture in the decade before the pandemic. But Jersey showed they were a coming force in the last clash two and a half years ago. So can Guernsey hold them off and win again? Uh, Rob spoke to their coach, Steve Evans. Two 30 months since the last game and they quite clearly um, had made big strides Jersey last time and got a bit closer to us. How do you feel it's going to pan out this week? Um, I think if you'd asked me that two weeks ago, I'd have probably been a bit more nervous. We've had a tough beginning to the season. We've got a relatively new squad. Yeah. And we'd had three defeats in the league. 
but we've been getting better over the course of the, the three games and then on Sunday we got our first win against the second team in the league and we were bottom so that's boosted everyone's confidence and I think it shows that what is a relatively inexperienced squad is starting to gel together so I'm much more optimistic mm. I think we have got a backbone of experienced players the inexperienced players are coming together and the style of rugby that we're playing is exciting to watch and I think any team would struggle to match us really so you know you go into any game and I'm not saying we're favourites I think we've got a good chance of winning I know that Jersey have made huge strides Um, I think Covid and not playing rugby for so long has had a big impact on teams and I think a lot of teams are still finding their feet and and with a bit of luck we found ours last week and and that sets a good foundation for for this weekend and You could probably tell I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not a local, <laughs> I understand Jersey Guernsey yeah. um, rivalry. You know where I grew up in South Wales, the, the local derby was two rugby clubs a mile and a half apart, and half the boys from school played for one team and half the boys played for the other team. So you can imagine it was fierce rivalry. So I know exactly what local derbies are about, and I'm just as excited as anybody about it. We're a young team, not clearly. Yeah. Do you think? Do you feel that, that excitement amongst the group? Oh, that, God, yeah. You, this you, is it, something else. That you can see. The, the league is... Yeah. So, I think that so far this season, we've played, I think it's 12 or 13 players for their first taste of competitive league rugby. And you can see the excitement when we go away, and you can see the excitement when we had our home game. But this week in training, has been, it's gone up. You know, uh, it's gone up so many notches. It is, and it's... It's an excitement about the game, but it's an enthusiasm for rugby, and it's sort of you can see that the, the the feeling from from the older, more experienced players who played in Sam's before, and from speaking to the ladies' vets who helped set up the team ten years ago. That excitement is trickling down, and everybody is up for it. I I said to them on last night in training, you know, don't expect a team talk because if you can't get yourself up for a game like this against Jersey, you're in the wrong sport. And, and they know, and they, I'm intensely competitive, but I think it's important that we play the game in, in, the, in the spirit of rugby, if you like. I'm a great believer in those sort of core values. Um, and I think what we've got to remember is this is a showcase for, for ladies rugby in the Channel Islands. And it's a good thing that Jersey have come on in leaps and bounds. We want competition. Exactly. We want... You know, if you look at the academy girls coming through, we've got eight or nine under-18s training with us. Three years ago when I started, we had two, we had one last year. So there's a cohort of young talent coming through for three or four years' time. And we want them to see a game of rugby and we want them to aspire to play exciting rugby, competitive local rugby. And, you know, if they stay on, on Guernsey, then they can play here. If they go off to uni or they go off to the UK, then they, we've set them up to play a sport and to buy into a culture. And I, and I think it's really important that they have those um, role models to look up to. If you talk to some of the, uh, the vets, the ladies' vets, they said, you know, they saw men's rugby on the telly and thought we'd give it a go. And, and they set up a team and, and we're carrying on their legacy.
Steve Evans there speaking to Rob. Well, let's run through the Guernsey squad for tomorrow. Uh, on the front row, Ellen Rather, Tanya Skoltz and Gillian Smith. Uh, Fiona Power, Joni Reniff, Becky Travers and the captain Kaylee Oliver behind her with Amy Fallais starting at number eight. Uh, in the backs, it's Lael Whitfield, Justine Baker, Chelsea Blondel, Beth Legale, Olivia Thompson, Megan Seward and Liv Keneally. And the replacements, Rachel Merrion, Erica Watkin, Jade Mai, Emily Pratt, Billy Jade Locke and Lucy Pratt. Lots of Siam debutants among Guernsey's side to face Jersey tomorrow, complemented by a few players who have been there and done it before, including Justine Baker, who Rob spoke to at the shirt presentation. Very excited. Um, we have only seven girls who've played the Siam before on this team. Um, so for them to actually experience the Siam um, and experience just the excitement of the day and how big it is and representing your island against Jersey and yeah it's going to be amazing it's going to be absolutely amazing how do you feel about how close Jersey are getting to you um I've played in four Siams um and Jersey have definitely um got closer to us perhaps in that last game that we played um what two and a half years ago um and they were on a really good momentum from their league. Um, however, especially after last weekend, I feel like we've had four games under our belt as a brand new team. And they've had two, they've had a friendly, and they've had um, a league game. Um, and as far as I'm aware, they're pretty, pretty much a new look team as well. So with that in mind, I think it's gonna be a little bit more level pegging than it has been previ previously. Of course, you're one of the few really experienced players in, in, this, in the group. I mean, do you feel a lot of responsibility on your shoulders to actually nurse some of these younger girls through? Yes, yes, I do. Um, there's a few of us, and a lot of that happens in training. Um, so a lot of that sort of coaching on and off the pitch happens at training. And then on the pitch, um, less and less so, um, especially uh, last Sunday's game, um, for the first time this league, you know, I've been able to focus on my own game because everyone else is stepping up. So that has been good. There's a really ex exciting and successful pathway in ladies rugby at the moment. There is, there is. And, you know, coming through the academy um, and having the likes of um, Liv Keneally, um, who has just been on a, a really big projection and she is shining as a player. Um, you know, she's been playing since she was like, 13. Um, uh, Emily Pratt, who played on Sunday, she came through the academy pathway as well, and she had a stormer of a game. So very exciting to see the, the future of ladies rugby, actually. Justine Baker there, who's part of Guernsey's squad for the women's side on Saturday. As we say, going for a ninth straight victory in the fixture. Um, I mean, they really have been phenomenal over the last few years and great to see them getting a first win of the season on Sunday. They're coming to it with a little bit of form. Yeah, as Steve said, that I um, asked him a few weeks ago um, how the side might have panned out. He was a little bit fearful of a negative result, but that they have improved, obviously, with you know, by the week, and that win will have done them the world of good. Um, hearing some good things about some of the really emerging young players, um, they've got certainly plenty of um, choice in terms of, you know, um, newcomers. Um, and um, But Jersey did serve a bit of a warning to 
two years ago or 30 months ago um, at St Peter that afternoon, they showed that they, they'd moved on themselves in terms of ladies' rugby and they're doing some good things down there. Let's just hope it's a good game and um, hope that we've still got a little bit too much for them and then we can stretch that, that win to nine wins. But as I've said before, um, ultimately... It's strange for a Gunsman to say this. You would hope that, you know, in the ladies, that the jersey do get some wins because any competition, whether it be man for the men or the ladies, you you know, it's not good if one team wins every single year. I've said this about the, you know, the, the main match numerous times. What sort of satisfaction can jersey get by winning every, six, six, every single year? Um, so let's just hope for it. It's a cracking game and the sport and the ladies' ladies game keeps developing. Yeah, I suppose the flip side is so many new faces in that, that Kenzie team who, who won't have tasted a sign victory, let alone played in the fixture before. So I'm sure they'll be absolutely gunning for another win. I'm sure they're going to be a lot of nerves amongst that group. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it, that's it. You know, they've only played a few games so far this season, um, had a few points put on them right at the start. Obviously, uh, a team that's sort of getting to grips with each other. Um, but the signs are that things are starting to click and they've got some some cracking players and some great experience in there. Rachel Marion will be, will be part of the setup. Tanya Schultz, who uh, after the sign will be heading off to join up with the Springboks, the South African national team. Um, I'm sure she'll be right in the, uh, the centre of the action. Okay, well, best of luck to all three Guernsey sides in action on Saturday. Just a reminder that the Vets and the women are both playing on the old club pitch. Uh, 11 and 1 at the kickoffs there, uh, with the men's side getting underway at 5 o'clock in front of the Garen stand. Should be a cracker, as we've said. Plenty of heat uh, <laughs> being injected into the contest. Um, that course, though, is after GFC have played an Isthmian League match at noon, so a really busy afternoon down at Foots Lane. Um, Rob, can I squeeze you for a prediction? In the men's side? Guernsey will win. And I'm not saying it um, because I'm a Guernsey man, you know, <laughs> and I'm in, and, and saying it for the sake of it. I do think we've, we'll have we win. Uh, we've got a much, much improved team. When you look at our, the team which ran out at St Peter 30 months ago and gave a strong Jersey side, including um, one of their professionals who shouldn't have been playing, um, a very, very good run for their money, I think we stepped up quite a big notch since then and I suspect um, unless these pros they've brought in are absolutely outstanding and they can't be that outstanding otherwise they would be playing in their championship team that particular day um, you know I think we'll be able to our pack Tom Sealham and the boys will be able to see them off yeah, well, let's hope so. If you're going down to Fitz Lane, which hopefully many of you are, enjoy. Um, if you're at any other sport around the island, uh, enjoy that too. Don't forget to follow us on social media. At GSY Press Sport is the place to go. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram uh, for plenty of Siam Cup coverage across the weekend. And also uh, pick up a paper Friday and Saturday for more Siam build-up. And then, uh, of course, after the event for the definitive uh, report from the weekend. Um, yeah, cheers, Rob. Enjoy. Cheers. Cheers.